it hit me so hard that I'm tearing up now just thinking about it because it was such a painful thing to hear. I remember really unconsolably weeping on the phone and then hanging up and going back to bed and of course not being able to sleep and just wondering what would become of my brother. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a climber's determination to share his passion with his brother changes both of their lives. After this. My name is Timmy O'Neill. I got two nicknames when I first got into climbing. One was YST because there was another guy climbing in Joshua Tree called YSD for Young Strong Dave. But mine was for Young Stupid Timmy. I really loved risk. And that's because I'm one of seven kids in a family of kayaking. So at an early age, we were able to do really risky rivers and participate in really rowdy experiences in whitewater that informed my way forward. I grew up right outside of West Philadelphia in a large Irish Catholic family, seven kids in ours, seven kids next to that, seven kids next to that. It was like basically growing up in a rabbit hutch. So Sean is my oldest brother. He was a unique kid in that he had like the chemistry set growing up and the erector set and um, he was that classic bespeckled curly haired wiry little nerdy boy he would really do a deep dive into the intellectual aspects of life and that was really impactful for me because he could demonstrate and define and explicate like these wild ideas that I would take later and really run with when I moved out west and became a climber I was climbing in Joshua Tree, and I was, I was actually working at a, a job site, and I didn't own a car, I didn't own much things. It's summer, so summer in Joshua Tree is unmercifully boiling hot. So I get this call, it's, it's, it's nighttime, and I remember my mom saying, get ready. You know, I have bad news. And I'm like, I hadn't had much bad news in my life up until this point, so it was like... Uh, losing my innocence. And, and I remember it really clearly that she said, your brother isn't dead, but he's paralyzed from the waist down. He had jumped off a bridge for fun that was quite high because we grew up jumping off of bridges together as a family. And he happened to break his spine at the T12, which is right where your thoracic uh, meets your lumbar, right about at your belly button. And he would be confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. He went through rehab. He learned to be in his wheelchair. And it would be maybe a couple years later that I was home for Christmas and I wrote out a gift certificate to Sean that was good for one ascent of El Capitan with me. And I didn't know if we would ever do it. And I hadn't climbed El Cap myself yet. 
But I wanted to put something out there for him that would inspire him and inspire me. Our first climb we did was Devil's Tower in Wyoming. It's the nation's first national monument, in fact. And we drove there from Philadelphia and it was like the great American road trip. Here we are, two brothers, and we're just driving across the country in new terrain for both of us. And Sean had never climbed at this point. We figure out at the base how to do this. So we take duct tape and newspaper and create these pads around Sean's lower extremities to preserve them. And then we figure out how to do the pull-ups up the rope. And we spend a day going up and down the Durance route on Devil's Tower. And it was amazing because we didn't know what was going to happen. But that was the point, right? Is that we would have this experience and find out. And then we, we did Castleton. And then we did a couple of other climbs. And then eventually we went to El Capitan. And we spent seven days living above the ground. And it was beautiful because you're all experiencing a disability on a wall because you can't move very much. You're all tethered. You have to be really careful about how it is you navigate. And so there was a sort of immediate equality between us. And Sean's climb definitely changed his life forever and mine because suddenly I had this body of information that others wanted to experience and others wanted to trade in. And I started doing more and more of these climbs until we formed an organization called Paradox Sports that is an organization that does adaptive climbing clinics, adaptive climbing programming, and then adaptive climbing training. So it like certifies gyms and groups. We basically created a body of information that could enable and empower other people having the experience. As a result of my brother Sean's paralysis, I think it underscores for me that discomfort is inherent in life. And if you can grow accustomed to it and trade in it, then you're much more capable of dealing with it with yourself. And then you're much more capable to assist somebody with their own. Sean gave me the permission to feel okay about his paralysis. And by him helping me understand that I can't stop him from being paralyzed, but what I can stop is feeling bad about him being paralyzed. I can shift the way that I see it and release him and I from grief. In 2009, Sean and I were in Anchorage, Alaska. We had just climbed in the Ruth Gorge in the Alaska deep wilderness. And we had a successful trip. And Sean rolled back into the hotel room we were sharing. And he goes, hey, Tim, what's up? I go, hey, Sean. He goes, how are you feeling? And I say, I'm doing okay. You know, I was like a little depressed about something. And I go, how are you doing? And he goes, I'm doing well. And I believe that. And it was a fundamental shift for me when he said, and I believe that, that you get to choose how you feel about how you're feeling, right? Like if you could shift yourself to say, I'm okay with it and I believe it. Like that's, that was the biggest takeaway 
And I apply that to my life all the time because life is already so hard and seemingly against you that why would I aid and abet that, right? So I'm going to let myself off and not get out of jail for free and turn my head away from it and act like it doesn't exist. On the contrary, I'm going to take a deeper look into it, understand my role, and then give myself the ability to have grace and acceptance. Timmy O'Neill is a climber, father, husband, and the executive director of the Yosemite Climbing Association. He's also the co-founder and former executive director of Paradox Sports, a nonprofit that integrates individuals with disabilities into outdoor recreation. You can learn more about Timmy at timmyoneill.com. O'Neill is spelled O-N-E-I-L-L. This story was produced by me, Kat Jaffe. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson and additional editing by Sarah Fuss Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.